Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to Pittsburgh. If you pressed play on this particular episode, hoping for hope in that regard, you've definitely come to the wrong place. But I still believe there's something that can be learned from all of this discussion and debate. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Most of the Rogers reporting hasn't been reporting at all. Now, I'll start with that. It's been a lot of clickbait factory, SI.com. And for anybody who doesn't know, Sports Illustrated stopped being Sports Illustrated forever ago. They just basically turned that over to people who are trying to break into the business and getting paid by the number of page views they get. And to date, there's really only been one media outlet that's connected the Steelers to Rodgers, and even that's not really an outlet. It's pro football talk that belongs to Mike Florio, of course. That's always been and was founded as an aggregator site. Mike's done a lot of his own reporting, and this was part of that, and it got rained on universally from every direction when he listed the Steelers as being one of the three teams that Rodgers might or might not consider. It was just so ridiculous that I couldn't even get through the whole thing, to be honest with you. But I also knew what impact it would have. An argument can be made that Rodgers is the very best player in football right now. And the idea that he would come in and replace Ben Roethlisberger with a clear vacancy, I'm sure, in most people's minds. Yeah, that's that's going to come with some fire, you know? It just is, even if it's a thousand percent off base. And normally, as most of you, I hope, will know, I don't even engage in stuff like this. I'd rather talk about something that's real or something that at least has a chance to happen than about, you know, spectacular speculation like this. But, again, something can be had from this. Something can be had from even watching the Steelers' name get thrown into a scenario that you would normally never, ever, ever hear it. And that starts with people, particularly the common or casual fan, having to come to grips with what a transaction like this can cost, because it is astronomical. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. The Broncos came up in this scenario, too, as you would expect, since they haven't had a quarterback of any significant repute there since John Elway himself. That's how long 
That search has been going on. And within the reporting that expounded on the initial reporting, because that's another thing that happens, the Broncos were deemed to have needed to commit to this trade the number nine overall pick that they have in the coming draft, plus the second rounder that they have in the coming draft, plus next year's first rounder, plus trinkets, you know, other stuff. That is a lot to give up for a quarterback who's heading hard toward 40 years old and who didn't even really give a solid answer, at least not right away, after the Packers were eliminated as to whether or not he wanted to continue playing football. And you're going to give up that kind of draft capital, that enormous chunk of your franchise's future for that player. But wait, there's more. There's been speculation out of Green Bay for months that wherever it is that Rodgers goes, so will Devontae Adams. And that kind of makes sense. And if I was Rodgers, I know this. And I'm going to Pittsburgh, I definitely want Devontae Adams coming with me. Because I'm not coming here and playing behind that offensive line and with no one other than Deontay Johnson to throw to. So let's forget the draft capital. Just set it off to the side and consider instead the sheer cost, the cap space of adding Rodgers and Adams. You're now eating up every available penny of all this cap space that we've been singing about for months that Kevin Colbert said last week was unlike anything he'd experienced as a GM. It would be poof like that, just gone. And what I like about having this out in the open and having everybody forced to talk about it is it kind of makes you realize that, hey, not everything is just fantasy football. You can't get this guy for nothing. And if you do get this guy, then what are you doing to your other needs? How much longer are you going to push back rebuilding that offensive line? How much longer are you going to push back rebuilding the defensive line? And I say that with respect to the fact that the couple of guys that they still have over there who can play are on the wrong side of 30. What about the needs at wide receiver? What about the needs at inside linebacker? What about the needs at corner? What about the extension for Minka Fitzpatrick? What about keeping Terrell Edmonds as Minka's partner? Poof, all of it. You could just forget it. Now, would you have all the headlines? Sure. Would the entire football world be talking about the Steelers? Absolutely. Would the Steelers be getting any better? No. No. Not even one bit. And I could offer a hundred reasons for that, but I'll bring it down to one. And that is that Rodgers would still be coming to the team that's now ranked in the bottom one, two, or three in rushing over the past three years, and that's not going to get any better. It might actually get worse. And it's not like the situations he's had in Green Bay when he hasn't had an outstanding runner where he can just line up four wides and let it fly all over the field. This team doesn't have that either. It just doesn't. 
Going to remind everyone that Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington are free agents. So you're left with Deontay and Chase Claypool and not even Ray Ray. Ray Ray's a free agent. You would have walked into the toy store and bought a bunch of toys when what you actually needed was food at the grocery next door. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for J1Q, and today's comes from Tim Costello. One question, DK, what's the point of having a lame duck GM? Tim, the point, and, and I support the Steelers' approach to this whole situation, is continuity. It's continuity in approach, but it's also continuity in execution. One thing that I wish more people would understand, because this would allay a lot of the concerns that a lot of people had expressed is that the draft process is not something that just takes a couple of nights. It's not something that your GM just shows up for, I don't know, like that morning and says, all right, fellas, who are we taking? It goes on not even just for a full calendar year. It goes on for multiple years because your scouts are seeing underclassmen. Your scouts are seeing players from when they're very young. There's all kinds of video that gets studied, analytics broken down, relationships forged. That's not overnight. And for the GM to walk out, and remember that that's what this would have been, because Colbert is obviously voluntarily retiring, for the GM to walk out before the draft is executed, I'm here to tell you that would have been seen as very, very lousy by everyone around football. I'm not even coming close to suggesting Colbert would do something like that. I'm just kind of making a point here. That is the job. You're finishing the job. And that's what Colbert agreed to do. Colbert's been talking about were hinting at retiring for a long time. He wanted to see certain things through. We now know that he told the Steelers a year ago that this was going to be it for him. So even then, it was known that if you're going to commit to that year, you've got to commit to the entire draft process. That means that when Kevin was going around watching college games, when he was studying players, when he was getting to know them and their coaches and their parents and everything else, he was doing so with a mind toward conducting the actual draft. Now, oh, where does that fit in with free agency and other elements of the GM's job? Well, it gets a little messier from there, but that's also part of the point here. Because if you make a commitment, just throw this out here, to the offensive line, and you say to yourself, okay, we don't really think that it's a great draft for interior offensive linemen. And I'm only repeating what Colbert actually said on that subject a couple of weeks ago. Then you can say, listen, let's start thinking about how we can allocate our free agency dollars toward interior linemen while maybe looking at a tackle 
as a high pick as we really like, and they do, the offensive tackles in this draft. Maybe let's look at that instead of bringing back Chuksa Korafor, who's a free agent. You see what I'm saying here? It all ends up being intertwined. So you can't just say, Kevin, we want you to hang around, but we only want you to deal with the draft. Because that wouldn't work either. There's got to be somebody in charge, and there's got to be somebody in charge through the draft, through your peak player acquisition period, all under one umbrella. I really, really like the way they're handling this. I reserve the right to change that opinion if they do something horrible in the draft, though. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one tomorrow. Thank you.